0: The mic outside the the
1: the mics the mic
0: outside the mic. What's going on outsiders? Welcome to Outside the Mic. I'm Jarrett Weimer. And I'm Martin Meyer. And this is a podcast where we banter all matters music related. Mostly do. Mostly do. And we might
1: get a little funny. We might try to get a little funny. What was that? That was
0: almost like that new thing.
1: Get doing a little freaky. I'm throwing yeah. some
0: gang signs over here.
1: I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, this is episode overall. Episode 14, I was thinking it was 13, and that was going to be our lucky 13, but that was last mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> we blew right on by that one. We did. Man, <laughs> oh man, where does the time fly?
0: Season two has been pretty fun. We've talked about some great musical legends, yeah, as well as some musical doppelgangers. Uh-huh. Not to give away, but listen to Orion, Orion. Enigmatic, <laughs> a.k.a. Orion, uh-huh. for some people. Oh boy, oh boy. You
1: know, and I didn't catch it either Yeah, right away, but that's Okay. That's okay, Jarrett. We've come to expect that out of you, and it's good. Hey, you Most know, love it. I'm a straight shooter. You are. <laughs> You're a straight shooter, straight talker. That's right. That's what we got going on there for sure. This is, um, do you feel like, do you feel there's any difference between season
0: one, season two? I mean, as far as the groove we're into or any of that? I feel like season two, we're solidified. Okay. You know what I mean? We're not trying to identify ourselves. Okay. we are we know what we are and we know we know Ooh, that far <laughs> don't know. far out and shallow. oh no <laughs> so marty has developed this what do you want to call it this uh, speech impediment <laughs> speech. i call it the grandpa dialect but i don't know what did you call it
1: uh, like an impediment more. I think it's like a speech. Anybody who knows, and this will date me, but if you go back to Beetle Bailey, and I can't remember which character it was, but he would say Sergeant Snorkel, and every <laughs> time he said an S or some kind of a T sound, there was a whistle. He in whistled. there. a little bit of a whistle. <laughs> I like, think it's great. I love it. I love I it. But uh, I'm glad I don't actually have that. In my
0: speech, I'm gonna be honest with you, it'd be pretty distracting for me <laughs> to sit here for an hour and talk with you. You yeah, think so? <laughs> it'd be pretty hard to mix that down uh, later.
1: Okay, I'll try not um, to, but try not to be whistling my ashes from here on out. Good. So you thought we're solid though. I, I like that.
0: Solidified, I like yeah. That. I feel like yeah. we know we kind of have our map, and I think within that, even though does that put boundaries on? Maybe, but I think it also allows us to be creative in our own room or in our own space okay we've I, we've built our space and now we can be creative in that that's what i feel like i'm down with that down with the sickness and, uh, <laughs> and the what <laughs> Down with the Sickness. Oh, man. Maybe this is the first time I know a band and you don't. You've never heard of... Uh, no, it's not Down with the Sickness, but it's called... Uh, what was it by? Crap. Whatever I don't even it is, know. I
1: have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But that's okay, because that happens. Okay, and Down with can... the
0: Sickness. For all my metal fans who are going to be mad, it is Disturbed. You've heard of Disturbed. They did that Sound of Silence remake. Okay, but where's Down with the Sickness come in, then? That's a song. Oh, that's one of their wah, song wah, songs. Down with the Sickness. I have heard of Disturbed. Yeah. But well, he's got that him. great voice. He did that sound of silence. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. the one. Mm-hmm. Right on. And there's a song called Down with the Sickness. Yeah. Oh. That's probably their most popular song, Down cool. with the Sickness. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, you'll have to share that with me. He kind of
0: barks like a dog, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> you can bark like a dog
1: in a song, yeah. you're you're doing well. And especially, yeah, if you can do that and achieve success by barking like a dog, what you know everything goes i've done
0: many same. other things mm-hmm. and haven't achieved much success so i mean kudos to them for for getting mm-hmm. by on that you know what i want to do sometime
1: Sometimes. meow like a cat that's <laughs> that's what i'm doing for that's, that's what I'm going. I for. think Cat
0: Stevens tried. And I, I'm did. not sure if it worked. Not,
1: I'm just Speaking <laughs> of Cat Stevens, really quickly, yeah, we're already just like getting way off track here, but we do that's that. Well. Okay, we do that. I just heard one of his songs, and I actually made a note because I wanted you and I to cover that song. It was On the Border.
0: Are you familiar with that song by him? I'm not, and I'm a big Cat Stevens fan. Like, on
1: the Border. Okay, I think I have. Da, 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 on the Border. Obviously, I don't know any of the other lyrics, but he's got such <laughs> What's a. What's the song called? On the Border. Uh, on the border. Yeah, it's called On the Border. He's got this cool lilting kind of a. I mean, that is an original voice. There's oh, my No gosh. mistaken. You hear that, and it's like, yeah, that's Cat Stevens. Right. No, sure? it,
0: it. And I seem to always. Uh, draw draw to people with unique voices like that, and I've always appreciated Cat Stevens and and, and, all and you know and what like. I just did though what that's not Cat Stevens oh no I just realized
1: okay it's okay <laughs> I'm gonna admit my stupidity I'm pretty sure that was Al Stewart and not Cat Stevens
0: you know this only happens every blue moon yeah <laughs> Marty makes a mistake here on <laughs> no MTM. I, made
1: a, I made one last time too with the whole oh, bird backrack right. and I didn't think that oh boy Slipping I up, tell man. you but you know why it's because Al Stewart did the Year of the Cat, and oh. that's where I got suddenly in my head. I just got confused. I
0: don't believe but, me, at least there's a connection there. It's bad yeah. when you make a disconnection with no connection.
1: Yeah, I tell you, I'm gonna to have to look this up really quick because that really makes me feel stupid. And I'm I just gotta verify. Well, do you you can go on, Jarrett, while I'm looking this up. <laughs> I'll just Let's take over. See, yeah. So
0: it's been a pretty cool week here at OTM. We've we've got a lot of things planned. I don't want to give too much of away, but. Uh, Midweek this week, expect something pretty cool um, coming from us. Just more content, more more time on OTM. It's going to be great. Um, you'll see. Come Wednesday, you will see. That's all I have to say. That's about all that. you're going to say about it. That's all. You sure? Well, I'm just okay. saying. With what we... what we might do, yeah, it's going to involve. It's a, it, let's just say it's another. It, it's OTM in another light. Okay. A little more free. Like that. We're free spirited. I like that.
1: Yeah. So we're going to say that, okay, right now we are
0: every other Monday. Mm -hmm. So this will be the Monday in between. This will be the little Gap Monday, This will be the Gap Monday. Did I say Wednesday? I meant the Gap Monday. Yeah. Did you say Wednesday? I did say Wednesday. I have no idea. Well, I said Cat Stevens and it should have been Al Stewart. (laughs) And I did look it up and it is Al Al Stewart. It is Al uh, Stewart. Okay. Well, that's all right. So No. no real... Outsider spotlight this week, but you do have something pretty fun to share. I do.
1: I want to. Uh, well, we'll see just how um, how much they decide to pursue this, which I hope they do. My daughter Isabel and her friend Hope started a podcast. My household we've turned into the podcast family. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Meyer the,
0: podcast family The podcast
1: family <laughs> It's not the Partridge family, but it's a podcast family She and also my son Max Started one, but they have not actually published an episode yet oh, okay. Isabel, on the other hand Has published a couple of episodes And it's called Far Beyond Far Beyond Is the name of the podcast
0: And if I remember right, because I think I listened to the first episode It's, what's what it, think? like? A, like a Like Ghost Stories Ghost Stories? Right you think? Well, it's I good. Know, no, really? I like that. I like that, Jared.
1: I think it's that's an accurate representation. I will read their description. It says it's a podcast delving into enigmatic stories from magical corners of history. Whoa! Hey, we used enigmatic.
0: Enigmatic for Orion.
1: Orion, the enigmatic. So they're
0: pretty good with their words. They, they must are. be they related to you or something.
1: Us. Maybe they were listening and stole that big word from us. <laughs> we're so proud of these big words. There's probably people listening going guys i use that every day
0: remember. i use that every day <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go that's grandpa not, <laughs> not the whistling Uncle, dude but that's enough. that's grandpa right there fair so, enough, fair so enough. check out far beyond um i think it's pretty entertaining i thought that last story they talked about well you look it up i can't even remember it was some um interesting story about this uh Somebody who came over on a boat to America and disappeared on this island. And that's all I'm going to say because I should know more than that, but I can't remember the name of it. But it was really fascinating because it left you thinking about um, possible scenarios for what actually happened to these people. So this guy took off to get supplies or something, came back, and they were
0: gone. That's all I'm going to say. Dang, the mystery behind that. Enigmatic. And you can find them on most streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcast, right? Yep. Sweet. It is on Apple It's called Podcast. Far Beyond. Far Beyond. Check it out. And that's it for our... And I don't think
1: we have much for fact-checking, too. So we can actually just dive right in. I think we kind of did live fact-checking. You were doing awesome. So, yeah,
0: you had your computer and you were just fact-checking on American Idiots. Pretty cool. You were just telling them everything that I had wrong. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure <laughs> you'll do have, on this one.
1: I'm have to re-listen to that because I don't recall it in that way exactly (laughs) but but i you know what we found out was interesting and for me and that's what i love about doing this too is that when you talked about garth Gaines that was something that i definitely remember in my life sort of engaging in that Mm -hmm. whole scenario that happened and so it really kicked off an interest right away for me same thing when you started talking about orion (laughs)
0: we oh. keep calling it orion someone's yeah, gonna get it yeah, mistaken and they're yeah. gonna have the same embarrassing moment that i had on their podcast oh my god in case you didn't listen to the podcast jared was calling
1: him orion and it's actually orion but uh it's okay it's, yeah you know.
0: like probably 13 minutes into me telling the story marty goes uh how do you spell that i'm like oh it's just o-r-i-o-n he goes oh like orion <laughs> and i'm like just like it, just like that. Just, actually, just like a
1: riot. In fact, that's the way I'm going to pronounce it from now on. In case you didn't hear, we're getting. We had a weird start to this episode because something happened with our computer, and then we had a door that was like it, opening and closing on its own. Yeah,
0: it slammed, but there was no. So we were having a bit of a storm. So if you hear something, that's probably what it is. But we ha- it was it slammed, but there was the way the wind. Trajected. Mm -hmm. that's a word there was no way for that current to open the door and the only way Marty could explain it was we have a window open in our control room here in the studio Mm -hmm. and somehow maybe that window pushed a little air at the door. Yeah because this door is outside of the studio in
1: down the hallway but we do have like a mail slot so somehow there was a a airflow created or a vacuum or a trajectory (laughs) As you said, which trajectory the right. I think you might be. We'll have it's to check that out. Trajected the wind, but now we're hearing lightning and it's raining, um, so it's cool. We've got a, a neat kind of an aura going around. Maybe because we're talking about enigmatic things, right? That this is happening now. This is happening now. This is happening. Well, let's right go ahead, right uh, gentlemen. I can't remember what I was saying before <laughs> yeah. that. We were, we were, yeah. I think
0: let's just dive into it. What I do think, you say? I think we should just dive. Because this one's a little bit of a meaty one. It um, is. It's a pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. And I think we should, and you're probably going to know a lot about it. And I think it's going to be interesting because it seems to be a pattern this season. I'm trying to do total opposites oh, from mate, the Can previous. I pause you just
1: for a second? Yeah, sure. Because I did remember my train of thought. Okay. This is, We usually, like, if we have to actually stop, we'll, like, clap. We don't need to let everybody know that. But when you're doing it's nice to when you're doing something where you might have to pause your recording, we put a little marker on our sound waves up here on our on our computer. But what I was talking about was how I was able to engage with those and the same thing with Orion. Oh yes yeah, yeah. is you were talking about Elvis, which was something else that I just grabbed onto right away. But when you talk I have to admit, when you talked about Green Day as I have heard their songs and I really like their stuff, but I didn't know that much about Green Day. So that I think I ended up listening a lot more than I generally maybe do <laughs> while you were talking about that just because I was so unfamiliar with the topic, the the band. So So no
0: I might have just I made an outsider out of you, is what you're saying? Yeah. For a while there you made an outsider out of me, that was it. <laughs> I found myself just tuning in Tune to the podcast.
1: In. Yeah. There we go.
0: Every other Monday. Right on. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get into it. Um, so we're going to talk about one of the world's first recorded musical prodigies hmm. that blew Europe away by his ever growing talents, both in performance and composition. Huh. Even, and this might give it away, even at his earliest of years. Oh gosh, I got to say his name. Hold on. And you're going to help me with this, Marty. Okay, because I need your help. Johannes Chrysostomos Wolfgangus the- Theophilus Mozart. Oh my gosh. I didn't know That's yet. his full name. No kidding. No, and I know that I butchered it and that if there's any Italian speaking people out there. <laughs> What do you what do you expect from a Midwestern guy,
1: okay? You're not going to get any help from me on that one, Jared, because I had no idea. I, I heard of, I know it was Wolfgang Amadeus.
0: Yep, Wolfgang Amadeus, Amadeus Mozart, Wolf- Mozart is what he's yeah. most known. Uh, but that's Johannes Chrys- Chrysostomos. Anyways, you look at I'm it. I'm going
1: to look at Johannes. Johannes. Johannes, is that it? Chrys- Chrysostomos. Mm-hmm yeah that's cool i Isn't that I just crazy? learned something new. I did not realize that. so where's the Amadeus part though because it says Theophilus mozart? so
0: what I found out, and this is not even the story, but what I found out is Mozart liked to give himself his own name, so he actually had like four or five different names throughout ah. his life, maybe not five, but he had several different names of um that he had given himself or what he liked to be what he would refer himself as and so he he added the Amadeus part I think mm-hmm. so yeah Have, did you ever see the movie Amadeus no.
1: Oh, I love it. It's a have, Mozart movie? Yeah, it's the Mozart movie. Okay. Have you? So you're talking
0: about Wolfgang? That's Wol-
1: your story? We're going
0: way back? We're going Wolfgang, baby. We, you and I were talking, <laughs> and I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but you and I were talking about how cool it would be to do something from more of a classical era. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I started digging and I'm like, well, of course Mozart would have something cool to tell. I
1: remember that conversation and I don't mm-hmm. think it was on a podcast, but we were talking about the fact that we were not trying to be time period or genre specific with what we were doing. And we were kind of reflecting back on some of the different artists and stories we've covered. And then you said something about, well, we haven't covered classical music.
0: Uh I was like, well, there we go. And here we
1: are. And you're diving
0: in. And we're going into it. There we go. I like it. So good old Wolfgang Mozart was already reaching (laughs) project. Hold on, he was already reaching prodigy status at the age of five years old. What? That's good. Thank you. Is that fine? I don't know. I'm glad you corrected yourself. We're good. So, at the age of five, Mozart could competently play piano, violin, and he was composing musical pieces that were performed before European royalty in the late 1700s. At the age
1: of five. At the age of five. Man, I feel like I was just a dumb kid.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think I was still <laughs> drooling at yeah. five. I think I was still wetting the bed at five. <laughs> and your Mozart is over here, He's hearing a lot of composing. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. You know. It's we get personal here on outside the mic. But what's amazing is that at the age of five, and if you think about it, a five-year-old, their coordination, yeah, to be able to play, yeah, a, a total piece to, to write mm-hmm. a piece to compose a piece, yeah. not only play piano, violin, and. Uh, there was another instrument that he liked to play. What what's a what's a it's a key harpsichord. Harpsichord. I think yes. that's what he liked to yes. play. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that you brought a good good point. Up
1: that I mean that part just blows my mind. Though that's why he was a prodigy, obviously. But go on. I mean, yeah, at 5 years old, I mean, girls develop dexterity quicker than boys. But even then,
0: even I mean, I've five. seen that.
1: I've seen prod prodigies. Prodigy. Prodigy where they can play really with the complete ease and dexterity at an early age. That's mind boggling.
0: That is. That's not typical. So there you go. And so when I started playing guitar, I started playing at the age of 11. Okay. And I remember my family was like, well, he's only 11. Imagine being five years old. You started at 11? I did. That's how old I was. Are you Canada. serious? Yeah. Get out. Did, seriously, did not know that. That's, That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's right awesome. On. All right, so moving on. And I am I have some names coming up, so just bear with me here, okay? This is a hard story to tell for myself. I'm going to bear with you. And I'm, I'm, I am, as I said earlier, this was
1: one that totally grips me, so.
0: Good. You're in out. it. You're um, in um, it already. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So Mar- Mozart, he was raised on the streets of Getrigasse in Salzburg. Or what we know today as Austria. Okay. It, you, are you tracking? Do you know that word? It's a super long word. Anyways. I have no idea. That's man. where it was. And, then, and that Getredgasse is a street. Number nine is the building that he lived in. And that's only that they back then they would identify it by the streets in the city or you the district. I'm not day.
1: going to be able to keep up with your um, fact checking <laughs> pronunciation, so <laughs> just wing it, Jennifer. dude. I'm just going
0: for it. I put <laughs> a little Italian accent on it; it's <laughs> going to sound legit. That'd be fine. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: I don't. I'm not familiar with that street. Okay, that's suffice to say, it's right the, there. Just a little. T-
0: <laughs> oh god, it, Go. So, go outside of being a prodigy of music, his father Leopold Mozart. Yeah, is yep. noted to be the driving force behind Wolfgang's unbelievable success as an art- artist and composer at an early driving age. driving force. Like I will beat you unless <laughs> you play the piano right. Now. You know, it didn't go into his personality. You know, uh. too much, but I don't think so. No, I no, probably not to the point of physical abuse. But the movie did it show him being pretty. The movie would have
1: indicated that there was some pretty heavy duty fatherly, stern. like this is yeah, this is what you're going to
0: do. Well, so. and so here we go. Um, this kinda I mean, this segues into our next part. Right on. So, uh, Leopold, he he kind of he kind of capitalized. There's always do you notice there's always a character in a story that they capitalize on the talent? He capitalized on the talent of his his oh, uh, sure. kids. So mm-hmm. Mozart, Wolfgang Mozart's sister, Maria Anna, Walberga Ignatia Mozart. Oh, good guy. Or they also just known as Na- Nanerol, Nan, na- I'm sure there's a better way to say it, but uh, they traveled together and they would perform as uh, child prodigies. That's what he would pitch them as these child prodigies. A... Maria Anna Nagaga What was Maria Anna Ignatia Ignatia Ignatia. Yeah, Ignatia. That would be right. Ignatia Mozart. I'm doing pretty good. This you are. Is, this is super hard. I should like take up Italian. <laughs> I'm impressed, Jerry. Yeah, continue. You doubted me. Okay. <clears throat> so to recap, the father was basically taking him all through Europe. Mm-hmm. The uh, Wolfgang and his sister to uh, so they could perform as these child prodigies. Yeah. So through their travels, Mozart was able to meet and learn from some of Europe's best composer composers. Mm-hmm. Johann Christian Bach. Oh. That I did. I remember that. Yeah, he actually studied with Bach. Is noted to be one of the most influential teachers in the young Mozart's life. Cool. It is stated that at the age of eight, Mozart spent five months with Bach, and throughout his life, arranged and composed sonatas and arrangements for Bach. He was later was credit, or he later was credited for acknowledging Bach by saying he owed an artistic debt to Bach. Wow. Once hearing of Bach's passing, Mozart commented, "What a loss to the musical world." And that, of course, that's far down the line from our story, because we're looking at Mozart mm-hmm. at an early age, but I wanted to kind of cue in Bach, because was, he was a huge part of Mozart's life. Do you know how Bach died? No, don't. I don't either. Was he I'm, deaf? Am I always? No, that was Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. yeah okay.
1: <laughs> Bach, Beethoven, but, Mozart. But, but generally, that's not a cause of death. Is deafness anyway? <laughs> <deafness? laughs> I guess it I'm wouldn't smart. be, would it? No. No, who wouldn't? But but that's an interesting.
0: Question nonetheless. I knew that I knew that there was something. Uh, one of the three had was deaf. Okay, that's good. That's good. This no, is I, not I, a. I, this is not a historic like, podcast. No,
1: obviously not. We did say that at one point. This is like a history lesson, but yeah. or something like that. But you know, I tend to be. I don't know if I'm morbid, but I always tend to be fascinated with that. So while you're, you know, I'm gonna listen. But I'm always curious how you always these... want to know how people die. Mozart,
0: he he died. Oh, he! In, I, I early did know him
1: before his time. You know. So he
0: of... and it started at an early age. And I'm not sure if I'm going to mention it here, but I'll mention it now. Um, throughout his early years traveling, his family would get super ill on their tours, mm-hmm. and he um, he suffered. Oh, uh, he would always get. Uh, I think it's tonsillitis. Okay, and so. There's a certain um, disease or illness that he had gotten due to his is kind of in conjunction with his tonsillitis. I think it's tonsillitis. Okay. You'll have to fact check me on that. And they might have called it something else. Well, no, they, they did. There's have, a yeah. there's another type of sickness that he had gotten. Anyways, that contributed to his death. Okay. So he had this illness at an early age, mm-hmm. and then later on, that's it. It contributed to his death. They generally back then, obviously, life expectant
1: life expectancy wasn't what it maybe is today sure but uh yeah there's always been things to (laughs) things that go bump in the night that can
0: get you when you're a classical (laughs) composer back then sure enough
1: yeah there we go
0: so let's get into the kind of the meat of it yep so in 1770 uh like i said by the age of 14 mozart and his father leopold set off on a tour this time leaving wolfgang's sister anna maria behind okay Uh, They left her behind in Italy where they had been staying Leopold as usual wanted to show off His son's abilities at such a young age And during this trip Mozart was honored With becoming a member of the famous Academia Philharmonica
1: Sure yeah Philharmonica.
0: Phil- Philharmonica? Yeah, yeah. It's a there's no know Philharmonica, but this is is spelt a little bit different, but it's just probably Italian. Anyways, the Academy of Philharmonica. I'm trying to say it like I know how to say it, it's not working With out. With an Italian accent. With Italian accent, yeah, no, 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 which means the Philharmonic Academy in Bologna. It spells it's spelt like bologna, but it's Bologna Bologna <laughs> Bologna. 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 Try yeah. It. There you go. Oh man, this is tough. I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, in, where they make bologna? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if it is or not. It's not, not Oscar Mayer. What no. a bunch of bologna. Go
0: anyway, so uh, he takes Mozart on this trip alone yeah. um, to this academy. And so this is, uh, he actually studies at this academy. Uh, this academy was developed by Vincenzo Maria Caratti. There you go. In 1966. No, 1866. Sorry. I, re- I have a correction here. 1866.
1: This is a challenging <laughs>
0: There's a lot I'm of. I, there's, I wanted to give him. a little bit of a backstory because yeah. once we get to it, got it. You're gonna see why. And and how old is he now? He's, so he's eight 14. Still? Oh, he's 14. Now. This is okay, just right before our our, our like event. He's 14. Okay. I feel bad, like I wasn't paying attention. The, I'm sorry. The, let okay, me 14. clarify. Yeah. The academy was was developed by this gentleman in eight uh, in 1766. Okay? 1766. Not 1966. Academy de Philharmonica. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So the Academy was re- responsible for producing some of the best composers throughout Europe. The composer and teacher, Giovanni Battista Martini, Very is good. noted to have taught through the Academy and was responsible for the musical education of, and I don't know some of these, Andre Ernest Modeste? Okay. Modeste yeah. Gret- Gretri. I don't know. No, I don't know. I've heard the, the first name. But... Andre Ernest. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Stanislao Matea? Anyways, if we have any outsiders out there that are Italian, I'm really sorry, but maybe just write in with us and tell and let me know how I'm doing, or just you know, <laughs> forgive me.
1: I'm wondering how many outsiders are like have they have such an incredibly incredible incredible <laughs> can I say this? I'm sorry mastery of pronunciation that they're going, Jarrett? I think you never <laughs> if, know if it's like me. I'm just entertained by the fact that you're trying to pronounce
0: them as as, gl- as good as you can. If so, all we everything. get out of this today is entertainment, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, man. we're good. That's Didn't good. you actually have
1: uh, <laughs> were you checking? You had mentioned something about checking pronunciations on some
0: yes, I was or. checking. I was, okay. and, and you'll if I would share my notes, I okay. have in parentheses how to pronounce oh, these certain names. Okay. So I'm trying good. I'm impressed. It's happening. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> So, due diligence. Uh this academy, this is where uh they trained a lot of the mo- uh, popular musicians um back in the that that time in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um including Mozart. Okay. So his father took him, he went to this academy, he stayed there for a while. Okay. At the um, age of 14. At the age yeah. of 14. Okay. So let's recap. 1770, Mozart is 14. He's been touring around with his father on this leg since 1769. Um, he's trained at the Academy Philharmonica and now is a member. So let me just ask you, Marty, what were you doing at 14? Oh, good Lord. You know, I was actually playing
1: the piano by then, Okay. but I certainly was not... You know what? It, you know, when you look back on it now, too, and I think, man, I wasted a lot of time. Oh, yeah.
0: Because I could have just been drilling at the, at the piano. Do you know what I was and doing at 14? I could play the guitar. Yeah. But I was so obsessed, I was playing Guitar Hero on Xbox. Right. In between my like microwaved bites of ramen right. noodles. There. <laughs> so Mozart,
1: Jared. Uh, oh, I was probably. Well, you're in high school then, right? So you're a freshman. Just into high school. Sophomore. Yep. I mean, I think I was more concerned with girls and, and having fun and, and sure. doing all that stuff that and happens. hanging out with my buddies than I was. And I, I loved music and I did. Okay, a year later, we did have a band that we played at the talent show in high school. But that, I'm embarrassed even to talk about that when I'm looking at what Mozart was doing, right? (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Okay. I think I I probably had my first band by the age of 14. Okay. But I'm sure, you know, not to say that we weren't good. We probably were, but it definitely wasn't wasn't Mozart. Wasn't Mozart, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Go ahead. So, I mean, everyone is brought up differently. But, of course, if you're going to have the title of child prodigy, you ought to be doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, this is where it gets even cooler. Yeah. Oh, good. So now here's some foresight, hindsight, whatever you want to call it. It's the late 1700s. There is no Google to look up lyrics. There's no YouTube tutorials to teach uh, teach you how to play your favorite songs. There isn't? There isn't. Okay. Not in sem- the late 1700s, no. Darn. At this time, the copyright, the copyright law was fresh, but... It was very strict. They had just come out with the copyright law in Europe, um, came into legislation in 1710, and it was known as the Statute of Anne, after Queen Anne. The full title was an act for the encouragement of learning by vesting the copies of printed books in the authors or purchases of such copies during the time therein mentioned. So they shortened it up to just calling it the Statute of Anne.
1: And and that was the copyright law? This is the first copyright law. Basically, it's just covering
0: she's the queen queen Anne. oh gotcha yeah gotcha, okay and this is just mostly covering books okay at the time um <clears throat> and i read somewhere and I'm, I'm not sure if this is this was accurate or not because i'm not sure i don't remember when thomas jefferson was around i'm not sure if it was during that time do you know
1: boy that seems like
0: no that seems
1: i'm guessing that was later it could is have been this, later yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but there was people like Thomas Jefferson and maybe even closer to Mozart's time where they, they were against this, this copyright law, uh, because of that. They felt like it hindered the ability to learn and comprehend the developments being made throughout science and the arts. Okay. So, um, this copyright would later adapt and cover kind of towards Mozart's time would later adapt to like copy, uh, covering copyright for photography, artwork, and music, and so, um, being that this law was so fresh, they held duplications of, of, uh, music and of stories. Um, it was, it was very frowned upon against the law. You could get, um, in a lot of trouble. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, so on top of it being illegal, uh, the punishment for this would be, uh, excommunication. Do you know what that is? You're, I know about ex, excommunication with a church. And it's so, so in Europe at yeah. that time, is a much part of their culture was their church. And so, basically, essentially, this would be banning a person from participating in any sacraments or services by the Christian church. So, exactly that. Okay. you'd be banned and you couldn't attend any services or any events, um, like anything re, uh, involving the church, <clears throat> excuse me. And that was. I mean, I guess at that point, if you were going to look at some sort of social oh status, you would be probably on the pretty low if you yeah. were excommunicated.
1: And then after that, your second offense, they chop off your hand,
0: probably your head, or something like it. Yeah, I, I have to once again. Are you interjecting with the time I want to know this because I read this somewhere in a lot of the articles that I found that he was one of them but this yeah. could have been years later he was arguing it I don't I don't man, I don't mind looking
1: dumb and I'll just I, again I well we said it's not a history lesson but Jefferson was alive and while he was in Paris working on trade agreements with England, Spain and France, he arranged to meet Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who was visiting Paris. Oh, sweet. So he was planning to commission a piece in memory of his late wife. However, Jefferson apparently was horrified by Mozart's ineptness and lack of grace. Hmm. The gentleman is socially uncouth and frivolous, he wrote. Wow. As such, the commission never materialized, but Jefferson remained a lifelong devotee to Mozart's heavenly music even though he didn't think and that in the movie you get that where people thought he was rude he was like, like a spoiled brat. he was yeah he was presented as this like spoiled partying just like crazy goofy guy and he offended a lot of people but yet sure. they were so moved by his like he said heavenly music that it almost didn't matter
0: and that's a huge downfall in music because like for me And I'm not going to name any artists, but there have been some artists where I get so obsessed with their music and I'm such a big fan. Mm -hmm. And then I learn what type of person they are in their personal life. And it just hinders the whole thing. You're like, man, this guy's an ass and he writes (laughs) such great music. So it's like you still love him in a sense. You still love them in a sense. But it's like. But I know you're a jerk, and that really kind of you're writing these beautiful songs, but yet you're an ugly person. Man, I, I, you know, it kind of it kind of gives you that. So yeah, Jefferson was having to know. Yeah, I would rather not. Didn't know later on. And sometimes Uh, now, now that I'm getting older, I don't even look into it. Right. I don't even want to watch interviews because I just want to keep the magic. I just had that happen, and I won't go into detail
1: on it. But we watched a documentary. And it was called uh, Hired Gun, I think was the name of it. Mm -hmm. And it's about guys that were incredible session players, amazing, um, just phenomenal musicians who either were playing sessions or going on tour and... There is a part about the story where these guys were in Billy Joel's band. Oh, okay. And I just got to say, I after that was done, because he ended up dumping these guys, that originally he stood by them, regardless of what his manager and these agents said. He's like, this is my band. Oh, and geez. later, he just dumped these guys. And these guys were the ones that were responsible from, I mean, just from the beginning of his career, well into his career, creating incredible... Songs just like masterpieces that he did, and it just bummed me out. I was like, Later, I'm like, Dang it, Billy, why'd you have to be that way?
0: Right? Doesn't it kind of ruin it for you? Doesn't it it just just like, Come on, man, how can you write these beautiful songs yet you're just ugly, dude? You're just an ugly person. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, (laughs) and
1: I, I, and again, I'll probably be the same way. I'll still love his music, but knowing that it just,
0: yeah, does hinder it a little bit, a little bit, right? Right,
1: yeah, back on
0: okay so back to it um so kind of a backstory copyright law not good to duplicate and at that time you couldn't just like i said learn it off the internet you couldn't just whatever get a copy of it super easy so that kind of segues into our uh like i said into our thing so that's wild that
1: that was that long ago that they started to address
0: the copyright laws so right well sweet innocent and brilliant young wolfgang mozart and his encouraging but stern father leopold attended a service at the sistine chapel and mozart was introduced to "Allegri's miserere <laughs> did i say that right you're laughing I, i'm sorry i am i'm just like i can't believe how many it's
1: like <laughs> somebody who wants to just dive into something where you're gonna i i don't know how else to equate this but it's like if Jarrett decided he was going to be a diver off the high dive and now he just decided he wanted to do 12 of the most difficult <laughs> dives.
0: this is do like, today. this is like me packing on scuba gear and just yeah. like diving into the water and i'm, I'm like going dude it. i'm good i'm going deep sea fishing yeah. i don't care <laughs> you're talking about my pronunciation right no
1: problem it's Here all go. good yeah
0: it's all good yeah um so uh, Mozart was introduced to Allegri, Allegri's Miserere, and he was absolutely awestruck over the piece. Now, Miserere—wait, to, to clarify, is not his last name. That's the title of the piece.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And Got so um, yeah, that, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me just kind of fill you in here. Um, uh, mitsereris are like. Uh, well, basically, there was 12 Miserere's, I can't say it without giving an accent, mm-hmm. um, composed and chanted. These were like uh, songs at services, like uh, holy services. They were played during Holy Week at the Sistine Chapels at the Vatican. Okay. I've heard um, that term before. There was so only 12 of yet. them written, and this was the last one. Okay. Allegri's Miserere. Allegri is the guy, is oh, the composer. is the guy. Okay. Miserere is the title of the song. Yeah, just to clarify gotcha. that. Gotcha. So, uh, Mozart was in love with this piece. Uh, just awestruck over the music. Um, Mozart loved the melodies produced. Now, if... Um, Italian composer Gregorio Allegri. Right. There we go. Let me see. So, if... Now, you've heard this song. I know you've heard of this song. But this is... <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, maybe. And I know that a lot of our outsiders have heard this song because... Um, Not only is it super is a super popular classical uh, symphony, um, it's also trending in a video right now on social media. No kidding, it is. Are you gonna play a little? I'm gonna post it on our Facebook. Okay, because it's hilarious. It's a it's a funny it's a funny video, and I could probably I mean I can play a little bit of the song. Um, I can even see while I'm talking about this if I can pull up the the video. But um, anyway, so it's, a, it's actually sang by a male quartet. Okay. And- um, Four dudes. It, four dudes, exactly. <laughs> That's what that means, male quartet, four dudes. You got yep. it. And um, in this video, it shows like four young men, like they're standing in a church or something somewhere, mm-hmm. and they're sing- singing this song. And uh, what this song is most notable for is, at one point, the, the tenor, and the tenor would be the person that the male that sings the higher range. Yeah. So you've got like tenor, baritone, bass. Mm-hmm. I guess they must. And have there's had a fourth. Generally, person two in. different tenors. There's a high tenor. A high tenor. Know. So this yeah, would be yeah. the high tenor would do this. Anyways, okay. in the video, the the high tenor, they're singing a song and it's getting to this this part and this this part. It's like a high part. Like he has to sing like a high C. Yikes! And uh, and you know the song, and uh, I'm what not the, sure I do what yet, the guy does is he pulls out a balloon. Yeah. Filled, filled with helium, and he sucks this helium, and then he sings the high part. On this video. On this trendy, video. Right? Not, okay. not the actual, it. yeah, yeah not this actual. Anyway, so that's the video, and I saw it on Facebook a few weeks <laughs> ago, and I didn't know it, the song then, but once I started listening to it as I was researching the story, I went, I know that song. That's from this stupid video of those boys singing oh, that song. What a coincidence. Yeah. Because um, you, didn't, you didn't see the video and then
1: decide you were going to do this story you started doing the story and then realized
0: realize yeah realized me. it okay, so let's see it. I found it here it is and I'm going to pull it up cool. and I'll just play a couple uh few seconds of the song this is actually from the the boy quartet that's singing it and I'm going to back up and probably clarify that I'm not sure if a um, male actually saying this part or if they had a woman. I'm assuming originally. Originally. Because you're gonna okay. hear it. It's crazy. Right. So here it goes. This is Alegres Misere. And it's this is the part of the video from the boys and I'll post it on our Facebook so we can so everybody can see it. But here's the note that they're hitting. Can you imagine so that? So that was a
1: dude breathing in
0: helium? That was a dude breathing in helium. This is the video
1: that I'll share. <laughs> um, I want to try singing after i <laughs> breathed in helium.
0: <laughs> we'll have to do a live so everybody can see you do that.
1: I'm going to guess, because that's not a soprano. I mean, a tenor part. That's like a soprano
0: it's that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's way that's high. There. That's yeah. super high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that gives you an example, too, of the melody that Mozart mm-hmm. had fallen in love with in that song. Beautiful song. Right. Um, well, yeah. I'm used love- for the Holy Week. Okay. Uh, at the Vatican or at the Sistine Chapel.
1: I'm honored that you think I know that song, but it does sound. I mean, I have to listen to the rest of it. It sounds like yes. something I've maybe heard before, but I'm not
0: Familiar. I'm. I'm it, almost kind of certain way. that that you have definitely check it out. It, it's a. It, this isn't a. This is like a compliment because it seems like something that hey, you would be hey, interested in. Beautiful okay. melody. Yeah,
1: beautiful melody. Wolfgang Mozart. Mozart. Talking about Don't yeah, the talk, right, you know? yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, um, okay. So moving on. Back to the story. Um, Mozart hears this at the Sistine Chapel for the first time. Got it. Okay. He hears it played once. Mm-hmm. Like and he's blown away. You know where I'm going with this. Maybe you've heard this before. No, but I
1: just know him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly what you're
0: thinking, Marty. And exactly. Outsiders, what you're thinking exactly right now. Exactly that. Yeah. Okay? That. So it's thank exactly you. Good right. night. That good night. <laughs> Let's just leave it up to mystery at yeah. this point. <laughs> there. So he hears it, falls in love with it. He's mm-hmm. amazed by it. He's obsessed with it. It's great. Cool. Um Mozart that night is back at his lodging With his father and he can't sleep And um He's kind of replaying his day And that song is in his head so What does any musician do when they have a song stuck in their head At midnight Um have a pizza Yes I can get on board with that But what else As well as the pizza They get up and they grab their Instrument and they figure oh, out the okay. song.
1: okay. Right. Or they grab a little recorder and they start humming it. Humming it.
0: Exactly. Humming it. Yeah. With some hummus. With some hummus. <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> we go to the same place. Hummus among us. So he gets out of bed mm-hmm. during the wee hours. Okay. And he begins to write this song note for note. Did it say if he had a pizza? By memory. <laughs> no. Okay. He writes writes this song okay. from just note by note from memory.
1: Whoa. And of course he's not well, he can grab his instrument, but unlike, you know, at your average daily musician guy. Like, I mean, us, I did learn that in school, notation. Right. But you're not going to, I mean, this was him at an early age too. They, that was almost like the go-to versus us turning on a tape recorder. Right. Was they would actually start writing notation.
0: Right. Yeah. So, But... Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I learn a song, I'm listening to it repeatedly so oh, yeah. I can get the groove, so I can get yeah. whatever I need to figure out about it. Yep. He heard it one time. Yeah. And this song, if you listen, it's a pretty long song. It's pretty complicated. It's got a lot of dynamics to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a classical piece. Dynamics It's got a lot of damn notes. <laughs> it's got a lot of <laughs> damn notes, yeah. including that high freaking C. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it's running through his head. He heard it once and. I, yeah, I'm dying to listen to it now, too, to see how complex the melody is.
0: The, and the, yes. The, the and. you know, it's not a four chord wonder. It's an entire classical piece with detailed yeah, and delicate. This is like
1: your, yeah, two, three chord pop song. This right. Is, yeah. It's no wow. smoke on
0: the water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's no outside the mic theme song.
1: <laughs> oh, gee. Um, geez, Jared, that's pretty complex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this next part um, is often considered a tale. But the article that I found out states that the story is backed up with letters written from Mozart's family. So, this is supposedly true, but some people think it's a story, whatever. Letters verifying what happened. From the family verifying what happened, exactly. Okay, sometime during his travels after this, Mozart met up with uh, a British historian named Dr. Charles Burney, And Burney. Burney obtained the piece that Mozart had written him. Uh, written and he took it to London where it was published in seventy one. So this is a year later. Bernie? Essentially. Essentially, yeah, Bernie. B U R N E Y. I like that when you can take a really <laughs> complicated name and then just call him Bernie. Right. Well, Doctor Charles Bernie. I mean he's he's a British guy. That sounds that's legit to me. You know, Moats and Bernie just hanging out. <laughs> Moats and Bernie. And Bernie, yeah, okay. <laughs> Not to be mistaken for Burton, Ernie, okay. Um, so he publishes it in London, in seventeen seventy one, and gives Mozart credit. Wait, 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 wait. He publishes what? He public pu- Poof. Publishes poof. the duplication that Mozart had written.
1: But isn't he going to get in trouble for publishing that?
0: There you go. Okay. You're connecting the dots. So again, right. let's recap. Okay. Copyright's fresh. Just, yeah. It's, it's yeah. less than 10 years old. Yeah. Not only that, this is a holy song. This is played oh, on Holy yeah. Week at the Vatican. Hmm. Okay? My Big God. no-no. Yeah. So this yeah. is bad news for young Wolfgang. Does, does Mozart know he's
1: doing this? Yes. Okay. And he's not... Publishing it, saying that he composed it. No, publishing it as the first duplication of this song. Got it. Because it wasn't previously published. It was
0: performed, but it wasn't actually published. It was probably published, but as Allegri. The composition was only written from him, the the gentleman that wrote this song. At that time, copyright and duplication was illegal. So Mozart's the first duplication of this, and it's listened one time by memory.
1: Well, that's what I'm wondering because obviously, yeah, back then you publish something and you're not going to do a thousand copies or a hundred copies right. right away. There's just that
0: one. There's copy. the one. Got and it. this is the now the duplicate, the second one that Mozart.
1: Oh, okay. I'm so
0: big trouble. Now. And this in these times, this is big trouble. This is big no-no. Yeah. No. And so, like I said, bad news for Wolfgang, Mister Mozart, young Mozart, um, Moats. As far as Motes him and, and his Bernie. father know. <laughs> Moz and Bernie are in trouble now. <laughs> They're on the run. Stay with <laughs> me. Stay Van with me. they on the run.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm with you.
0: So, as far as Mozart sort of. and his father know, mm-hmm. this is illegal and it's punished highly. There have been no copies made of this piece, and now Mozart is responsible for breaking this brand new law that's taken ever so seriously.
1: Well are, are they connecting it to him or are they just saying Bernie did it
0: nope nope they Mozart's okay. credit for it because this is what happens Got This it. is really cool yeah so Mozart is summoned to Rome whoa where he is expecting the excommunication punishment the banishment from the the church he's anticipating this right because that's the, that's okay that's the punishment for mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not only that. Leopold is probably worried that this is the end to his career, as this young, and, uh, like, upcoming composer, this prodigy, mm-hmm. who just uh, broke the law. Right. Okay. Right. Um, this was cause for him in what we would know now as the famous life of Mozart. Once he arrives at the Vatican, he is faced Mozart. Mozart, I said Mozart. <laughs> Thank you. Does it I'm gonna, Lots I'm of Italian Not names. here to correct you. Go on. So once he arrives at the Vatican, um, he faces the Pope himself. Never heard this
1: story before. It's
0: fascinating. Go on. So at this point, we can probably assume that Mozart is going to be punished. Yeah. Okay. For his wrongdoing. He's going to be
1: excommunicated. Excommunicated.
0: And his head is going to be cut off. No, not, off. not this is it's the like, first offense. So the, the oh, head is okay. going to stay on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because obviously Mozart lives, right? This isn't the end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Go ahead. and just like jumping ahead. So he meets the Pope. hmm And the Pope showers Mozart in praise. <sighs> Whoa. Keep in mind. This is 1771, mm-hmm. and this is a big deal. Yeah, first duplication of this very popular holy song. Yeah, which pope? I don't know, Jared. The Pope, <laughs>
1: you were supposed to have done so much research on the <laughs>
0: Alfonso Migreri <laughs> the Pope. Okay, which pope? The- Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> oh, is it the Pope the third? <laughs> OG Pope. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Dig it. Okay. Okay. The, the Pope. <laughs> stop it. The Pope <laughs> is amazed that this young 14-year-old composer was able to regurgitate this complicated, complicated piece by only memory, listening to it one time. Regurgitate. That's right. That's the word. Bringing he it chose. back up. He consumed yeah. it and he brought it back wow. out. Wow. Equally as good as the first bite. Doesn't this seem a little bit? Um,
1: you know i i would think the pope the third
0: og pope Master.
1: yeah as much as he was impressed he would he would like in the back of his mind it's like i am here to impose the law upon mozart
0: and yet he's just going to shower him in praise and he's like yeah screw that law and that's what everybody thought back <laughs> yeah. in that time that's what everybody thought this was the end for mozart yeah. why not yeah why not he broke the law that they, they knew yeah. the punishment he knew the punishment no okay go on I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit here now the pope commends mozart and his feet of musical genius mm-hmm. and if that's not enough for you due to mozart's actions the pope decides to lift the ban from duplicating the precious holy miserere that wow. was kept guarded wow he wants to share it with all of europe what's allegra thinking about this now dude he's collecting his royalty check he's good he's <laughs> he's good and he's like t-shirt I want a t-shirt now. <laughs> this. this is like the dawn of marketing. <laughs> and I'm sure at that time, Mozart wasn't just some kid. I mean, he's in this Philharmonic Academy thing, thingamabob. Right? He's This is super commendable. This is where the best musicians... I'm done with the name thing. It's great. We all know it's great. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's made a name for himself. So I'm just wondering hmm. if they weren't like this amazing kid at the age of 14 did this whatever. We're good. Yeah, we so want to share it with the world.
1: Basically responsible for changing a copyright copyright law. And that's allows, but they must have the the law would have had to evolve still to protect yes.
0: artists from illegal publication, but And that's where I think people like Thomas Thomas, Thomas I'm done with names, dude. Thomas and the Pope and Thomas, the Moats and Bernie. Yeah. They're, This is where I think Thomas Jefferson, people like him, come Uh into play because Thomas Jefferson was like, this hinders uh, education, learning, Mm -hmm. the arts. It hinders it all if we can't learn from these great publications. Without getting our heads chopped off. No, that's (laughs) just getting banned from the church. Okay got get the head thing out. Yeah, yeah. That was
1: a little further back. but like, right. was like hundred years ago, maybe. And, maybe yeah. You stole my song off your, your head. There we go.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And that's the story of... Wow. Mozart bringing back and memorizing Allegri's Miserere.
1: Miserere. And what was his sister doing in the meantime? Miserere like,
0: by memory.
1: By memory. That's... that. Thank you, Jarrett. You're welcome. Thank you. That's a pretty
0: good story. I have to say so I'm myself.
1: I'm like a total outsider in this one. I'm just like digging this story. Amadeus, Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. Have you ever heard that song <laughs> No. <before>? That's, <laughs> that's a song that was uh, written, I think, about the time or a little after that movie had come out, too. We're gonna, I'm gonna find that about song, the understand.
0: time. So, 1731, <laughs> <laughs> <know>,
1: that's <laughs> the movie. the oh, actual movie. I have got to watch too, that. So, so I it, it was, it, wow, I'm just totally blown away. The Pope says, nah, da, da, nah it's all school. good, dude. Yeah. dig you, Mozart. You're my man. Go ahead, and I want to see you do it again. And then the Pope probably was like, "Check this out." I'm going to hummed a little tune, and he's like, "Can you play that Can on you?" The play that?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me blindfold you here. Play this stuff mm, and then he did it. <laughs> no problem. The Pope, the, the third. Pope. Yeah, they had a whole it. afternoon about it. We're gonna do. We're gonna
1: do a little fact checking about which Pope that was because I think he's a pretty cool. Go for it.
0: That's fine. I don't I'm care. I'm liking
1: him. I'm gonna call him Pope Cool. Pope (laughs) Cool. Pope Cool (laughs) the third.
0: Not to be mistaken for Trey Cool, the drummer of Green Day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, man. Hey, there's a tie-in from the last episode. Yeah. Wow. You know, I think that pretty much wraps up because I had another story and I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna just do a little tease for it. Yeah, is that it?
0: Do you have anything? That's it. No, that's I mean, that's it, man. And Mozart goes on to live his awesome career. short lived career and you're going to find out more about yet. his awesome. dev
1: career yeah and i i do recall which you know obviously the movie which i keep bringing up because i was so this was one of those movies and there have been very few where when i actually went to the theater and saw a movie where i wanted to go back and see it right away again oh really that might have been one of the first movies that did that to me is amadeus Amadeus. i saw it and i was like i'm going back and i'm seeing that again yeah and obviously it's it's hollywood i mean this isn't a documentary about mozart but it does um it involves a lot of the music mm-hmm. and it involves a lot of the storyline of his life what actually happened his dad and it deals with um Salieri, have you ever heard of him?
0: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. So there's actually a reference. We just watched the movie yesterday about the Beatles. Have you heard about that?
0: Yesterday? Oh no, I, have. I mean I've heard about the movie. I haven't seen it yet. Where it's like the Beatles songs are suddenly erased from history,
1: in the Sky. and this guy's
0: yeah. singing them. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's got a it's got a scene in there where Ed Sheeran. <laughs> is um, he's so frustrated because this guy is writing these songs? He go does this little contest. I don't want to give too much away, but he does this little contest where they write a song, and this guy, of course, is presenting Beatles songs uh-huh. and as Ed,
0: his own, right? He's, yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, so Ed
1: Sheeran makes this reference to and he's like, "I'm Salieri, you're Mozart." Mm. Um so that's that's a refer- that that guy existed, Salieri, Yeah. And I think in real life was frustrated by how brilliant Mozart was and that's True. part of what the movie touches on, but it's a it's an awesome awesome movie and now I want to go watch it again. But actually I want to learn more about Pope Cool <laughs> before I, before I do that.
0: And th- not to be offensive towards any Catholic people out there, don't take offense, this is all in good humor.
1: Oh, of course not. Of course not. If we think popes are cool then that's just a good thing, right? All right. That's what I'm thinking. So, and we're going to, we're just about at an hour, the way it looks. And I I actually had, well, it was kind of nice. We both did some boning up on some research this week. Yeah. And I actually had a story regarding, this is what I referenced earlier. <laughs> I feel like I'm being kind of morbid, but I am fascinated. Well, with with this, I discovered how somebody tragically died, and I assumed that it was due to, and I think a lot of people probably would have assumed, I'm not going to tell you who it is, that this guy had died either from a drug overdose or from alcohol or something like that, because that happens a lot. Yeah, Um, This was not the case in this instance, and I will be curious to see if you know, that's all I'm going to say. I don't think That's we have time you're going to go into. Me, it, eh? there was, yeah, there was a lot to this story. It's a little bit sad, okay. But it's also it's like an interesting observation. I found an article while I was doing some research on this, where I think it was written by a doctor, and he said our pop stars destined to die young. And he actually goes into statistics about how and when some of these famous artists have passed or died, and a lot of it is. By overdose on drugs or from alcohol, sure. So, a new segment could be which we may start next week is famous artists who did not die from a drug overdose or from (laughs) alcohol poisoning or throwing up and choking on their vomit or something like that.
0: Stay tuned next week on Dr. Phil.
1: Yeah, there we go. That's how I I hope that is. And there's uh, the sirens. Oh my god, you can
0: hear them. we, we, We were experiencing a little bit of uh. I guess some emergency sirens, a police sirens. There was a storm that moved
1: through. So hopefully the lightning didn't start a fire. Yeah. You don't need another fire in our you town. Don't need another sure. fire. It's very extremely dry where we're living right now. We could use some rain. It did rain a little earlier, so I hope it rained a lot. So, yeah. anyway, thank you, Jarrett. I like that story.
0: Well, I'm kind of looking forward to your your story. Good. This is going to be cool. This that, is gonna, what, what a good episode. Like. I feel good about this.
1: Yeah. Well, it's an interesting that we actually had enough information, to, and that that does happen. Um, really, when you think about how much you can elaborate. And when you get involved in something, too, um, it ends up taking a whole episode, which we did. Sure. We did that. And you have been listening once again to Outside the Mic. Uh, Tune in next time, Outside the Mic, every other Monday. And now, in between those Mondays, we're going to have a mini episode. So stay tuned for that. And we will once again banter all matters music make sure you look for outside the mike either at outsidethemike.com or all podcast and streaming platforms
0: thank you outsiders tune in next time thanks